Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Happy Tuesday, team. So nice to be back with you guys. Hi, hope you are doing really well. Today is Danny on the podcast, and I did not expect this conversation to go where it went. We talk a lot about mental health, getting help, and just self-care and the trials and tribulations of having a baby and everything that comes with that. Danny is a franchise owner of a baby ballet company, and it is unbelievable the turnaround that she's made in her life since having Oz her little one. I really hope that you enjoy her story. She shares some amazing tips with us and also a few funny anecdotes. Let's get on with the episode. Hi, my love. Hi, lovely. You're good, recovering from Christmas? Yeah, just about. Just about back on track now. We were all completely unwell for most of it. I feel like everyone was sick over Christmas. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think I know anyone who wasn't didn't have at least one family member who was like oh yeah they couldn't make it or they were sick for half of it or yeah we managed to give the whole of uh my family a um a stomach bug a vomiting bug <laughs> we felt so bad we felt oh my goodness so Reese had it and then I thought I'd got away with it I just had flu instead and then I on Christmas Eve was really nauseous and threw up what threw up Christmas Eve Christmas oh, day no. was fine yeah. so I was like maybe it wasn't that maybe it was just something else instead didn't like yeah. none of us really thought anything of it and then 36 hours later they were all like at literally the same time and they'd all like gone back home were all like vomiting oh gosh um okay so I will let you introduce yourself and yeah we'll take it from there so I'm Danny. I've got Ozzy who is very nearly 18 months I'm a um, ballet, baby ballet teacher and franchise owner. And um, yeah, just wandering around, wondering what the fuck's going on mainly. Amen. <laughs> oh my goodness. How have you found, I'm particularly interested in this because, oh my gosh, being self-employed myself as a yoga teacher, and actually I recorded a podcast this morning talking about how hard it is to be self-employed and be a business owner when you have a little one. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. And you sort of know it's going to be hard, I feel like. But yeah, I you can't get your head around it until you've had them, I think. And I think you, like, I always was like, yeah, well, you know, then they get to an age where they're doing really long naps and then you can just get on with work then, right? Mm-hmm. You just do work while they're napping. Ozzy <laughs> didn't not nap until he was like nine months. And even now, I have no idea how long he's going to nap for, if it's going to be a successful nap, when he's going to nap. So there's that issue to start with, let alone the fact you've got 3,000 other things to do. And also, you just don't want to do anything. You just want to scroll endlessly on your phone and tell the world to fuck off for (laughs) two hours. Yes, so true. You see like these motivational things on Instagram and you're like, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, when they're like, oh, whilst well, the baby's sweet, I do this, this, and this, I do a quick workout, right? and and then and then I have an hour to myself. I'm like, in what world are you living? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's so hard. So what does the day-to-day look like for you? Is Ozzy at childminding? So he's just gone up to two days. So uh, this is my second Wednesday that I have free um, without him. And oh my God, it is amazing. Yeah, so yeah. I teach. Yeah, it's literally. So I teach in the mornings on those. So he goes on on a Wednesday and a Friday. So I teach in the mornings and then I come home. And when I, I used to just literally have the Friday. And so it was trying to do everything I could possibly need to do in a week, both business-wise and personal-wise. Mm-hmm in four hours and it just wasn't working and um obviously it's it's so expensive but in the end I was like you know what I think it I think it's better for him because he gets into more of a routine going twice a week and um it's just more time for me to get on with the business and things yeah I completely agree I at the beginning I also was like can we justify it financially you know to pay for childcare? but then I think why are we not putting that same value on like our mental health because I wasn't working when I decided to put Isla into childcare. she goes to a private childminder but I wasn't working but I need I needed that time mentally and it's crazy when you think about it that we don't we don't value that yeah it's crazy and yeah I yeah I was the same I really struggled and it was like well like you know I've always had the you know people are so you know are you gonna go back how much are you gonna teach like this is before I went back to teaching more and I was like well it's really hard because it it costs me more to put Aussie in childcare than it does to pay a teacher Mm -hmm. so I was like it feels really daft to do that but I realized I was getting so low because I wasn't doing the part of the business that I have a business for. I wasn't Mm -hmm. teaching. And that is why I have Baby Ballet. I didn't start my franchise to do admin and emails all day. So it's it it was like the change in me personally when I started teaching again was literally so drastic because I felt like me again and I think the business is thriving better again now because I'm more connected to it again yeah I can imagine just frustrated by it so your franchise your brand baby ballet your company um what's it called it's called baby ballet yeah so the franchise as a whole is called baby ballet and then I am baby ballet Twickenham Richmond and Kingston wow Twickenham Richmond and Kingston let's let's plug that um guys go go to baby ballet with Danny um good for you so do you have other teachers then working for you basically yeah so at the moment I have four of them um they do they're all freelance as well so they do sort of you know two or three classes some of them do two different days for me others do just one day um so sort of they're all like freelance dance teachers like a freelance yoga teacher yeah so they they when I went on maternity they continued all my classes how do you find managing that like literally managing a business and having a baby because to me I'm at the stage at the moment where I feel like I wish that I had set up my business or had more of a foundation for my business before I got pregnant and before I had Isla. And I'm finding it really difficult to sort of kind of build those stepping stones that it's just so hard. The beginning is so much harder than, you know, once the business is set up, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's easier, but setting that up, getting started is so demanding. It just demands so much energy and just, you just have to do so much. Um, what was my question? What did I ask? I've, I've gone off on a tangent now. <laughs> How do you find the, yeah, just the general managing of it? Yeah, it's so tricky. Um, like, so the other day I got a work call and a mum was trying to talk to me and then she, Ozzy was like, oh, he's in a proper whingy stage. So he was whinging at me at the same time. And I think it was a nanny rather than a mum was like, oh, because she heard just this weird noise. And she was like, oh, and I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. It's my my son's 
whinging down the phone and like the amount of phone calls. I mean, thank goodness it's the business it is. So, you yeah. know, pretty much everyone who's calling them is a mum or works with kids. But the amount of calls I've had to take with Ozzy, you know, whinging, screaming, crying, all like, climbing all over me. Like, and I'm just like, um, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, so classes are at baby brain. I'm like, I don't remember when classes that day. Like, <laughs> so one minute, let me just... Let me just get up my laptop. Can't have my laptop out around Ozzy because he is obsessed with it. So he just wants to oh. the keyboard. I know it's exactly the same. And at the beginning, we actually, we have two laptops. George has one and I've got one. And at the beginning, I was like, oh, it's cute. She wants to be like mama, you know. I'm like editing podcasts or doing emails yeah. or whatever. So I got a laptop out so that she could just hit on the keyboard. But then I'm finding that she's like opening it as if it was a book and she's trying to force the laptop open. In my head, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you are you, you are about to break that. <laughs> yeah, he literally, he when Reese every software works from home, he just every time, because uh, Reese has like a, like a classic keyboard that he attaches, and everything Ozzy mm-hmm. is literally the mo- he barges into the kitchen and is just like climbing up on the chair like I'm ready to go and we're like Reese is like no I haven't saved that no no because <laughs> it's your chaos every time I find Isla as well she is I think they get to the stage and I can't sometimes I can't decide is it me am I spending too much time on the laptop or on my phone and she sees me doing it but Sometimes she'll grab hold of my phone and she'll play with it. And you know, there's the, on an iPhone, have you got an iPhone as well? There's the, you can do the emergency call thing. And she called um, emergency 999 once and I was like, fuck, honestly, I was like, cancel, cancel, cancel. Um, I'm so worried. But the amount of times she's called random people, because then you also have the like, the medical ID, you're able to call your emergency contacts. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that Aussie's very nearly... Um, cool 99 well we had so over just before Christmas um, Ozzy decided to well he did decide obviously he banged his head in the day and then that night at 1.30 randomly woke up vomiting and then because I hadn't seen him bang his head I was like shit it could be concussion mm-hmm. so we were like let's call 111 even though I was fairly certain they would tell us to go to a anyway I don't know if you've had to call 111 recently but it's a nightmare trying to talk to anyone and we had been on there about 20 minutes we just got through all the different press one press uh, 10 press whatever and there's just and, there's uh, so many questions so many questions and you're like this is not relevant it's it's just not relevant just listen to what I'm telling you and tell me what to do <laughs> yeah well and it's like we hadn't even got that far we were literally just trying to get to the to the um waiting the waiting list that's what yeah 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 we we're trying to get through to that anyway we'd been on there about 10 minutes and Ozzy just went bang and hung up on it and we were like oh my gosh fuck no like we just stared at each other this was at like three in the morning as well we just like stared at each other like what what Uh, what we that was a disaster yeah they're crazy we're scarily good at technology though i think it's not gonna be long before ozzy can properly work and i think sometimes i take for granted like how intelligent they are not that i think that she's stupid but they learn so quickly and in my head i'm like she's still a little baby but she's yeah, not. yeah. I imagine you're fighting as well now. Like, there's suddenly that switch. They are so clued up now on what's going on. Ozzy is just copying everything we do. So we're, we're, we're like suddenly having to be so much more aware of what we're doing all the time. Because he's like, oh, you did that? Oh, you threw that over there? Oh, I'll throw that over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what I'm really being careful with now is not snatching from her. Because before when she was, a, you know, a bit more of a newborn... She would take something that she shouldn't take. So I would just take it away from her. And now I'm having to really be mindful of being like, no, you shouldn't have that. Give it back to mummy, please. You know, and I ask once, she rarely gives it back. But I'll ask again, she doesn't give it back. And then 
obviously then I take it from her if it's really dangerous but yeah snatching because they take so much they literally just grab from you they're vicious yeah he is so strong so vicious and he um yeah his I mean I think about three times in the last week he has in the morning chucked my phone at my face and they are so heavy I'm dozing on the pillow and he's not doing it viciously he's just because he's obsessed with giving your phone back to you anyway. It's his favourite game. He takes it oh, and then bless. he goes, Mama, and gives it back. Uh, yes, that's oh, fine. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Literally, you're not allowed to put your phone down. It, it, I, again, it kind of makes me worry. I have reflection on how much we, we have our phones. But mm-hmm. if you put your phone down, he's like, no, 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 it's yours. You have it. Yeah. But yeah, so he's trying to do that. And I'm half asleep. So he just throws it out of my face. Uh, <laughs> um, what, what do you think? I mean, what's been your biggest sort of like challenge or struggle, do you think, since having Aussie, like as a mum or even as a person, you know, but the fact that you've got a child now? Um, I think it's working out how to be yourself still and not be swallowed up by being a mum, I think, because like your natural instinct is to just give everything to them emotionally, physically, everything. And obviously you want to do that but also you need to have some energy left to be you and to you know and to to not just constantly sacrifice yourself I guess I so wanted to just be completely happy with being in motherhood and it it sounds so daft because obviously I'm a business owner I think I was so naive and thinking I'd be really happy to just let the business you know my sister was doing my admin for for me when I like for the first six months I had teachers I thought I was just really happy letting the business sort of just about bobble on you know and Mm -hmm. I'd do the odd thing I needed to do but I so quickly really missed it and really like even just the admin at first I remember when I my sister um she's naturalist and went off to do a show and so I had to go back into the admin earlier than I thought I would and I was just at that point so happy to just be back involved in my business and I think it's because I I felt like I had a connection to to old me mm-hmm. again I wasn't just mummy and yeah. um it's been finding that balance ever since and I think I'm only now just finding it now he's gone up to two days in childcare and now I'm teaching again yeah um you think that made that 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 was like the catalyst that's what made a difference to you him going to um childcare a little bit more and then you dipping your toes back into teaching with your business yes I think so so until September 2022 he started one day a week at the childminder um and that and I started back teaching Fridays and Saturday mornings and that um I like don't mind saying I like I've been in therapy on and off for a long time and I was back having therapy and the change in my mood in everything Uh. like it took me a while to notice it but my therapist was like it is so clear that going back to teaching has helped you so much. Mm-hmm. I was just, yeah, feeling like myself again. I was doing something I loved that wasn't, <laughs> it probably sounds bad because obviously I go in and I teach 15, 18 month olds. Like I'm literally leaving one 18 month old and going and finding 15 others. But no, you're in a completely different role. You're not, you're not a mum. You're, <laughs> you know, a teacher, you lead the class and it's just a completely different side to to who you are as a person to your identity I really resonate with that because I mean you know I'm quite public about the fact that I've really struggled with this idea of feeling like being a mom actually I've realized it's not my end on be all and I thought I don't know if I thought that it would be but I didn't realize how much it wouldn't be if that makes sense yeah yeah it's really it's so interesting because yeah I think like it's always been very much I think almost part of my personality that I wanted kids mm-hmm. like I've always wanted you know if there'd been a way when I was in, in lots of ways in some ways I wouldn't have but if there'd been a way when I was 20 21 in lots of ways I was ready mm-hmm. I would have like 
had a baby straight away because mm-hmm. I just I love I've always loved that idea of being a mum. So I think it was a big shock to me realizing, oh shit, I need more than this. I can't, you know, this can't just be my personality. I love him. I love being a mum, but this can't be the be all, be all and end all of me. And I think that was a real big surprise for me because I was so sure I was just gonna want yeah I was going to be almost like I love my business but oh you know Mm -hmm. it's you know it's just work now and it's not so it still is my my first baby which yeah a hundred percent for me what I realized is actually I used to hold a little bit of resentment and grudge towards my mom she was a single mom and she worked full-time so she actually didn't spend a lot of time at home with us and we grew up with nannies and babysitters and I always remember feeling like, you know, feeling like I wanted her to be at home with us more. And I remember thinking to myself that when I have a kid, when I have a baby, I'm going to be at home. I will not be a parent that goes to work and then, you know, picks a child up from <laughs> from daycare. And then I had Isla and I thought, fuck this. <laughs> it's, oh my gosh, it, I think staying at home is so hard. I like hats off to everyone who does it so it's hard and like it's fucking boring (laughs) oh oh my gosh yeah all the time and I think and it's like you know I think in some ways it's getting like more fun now because they're older they're more interactive but now like the toddler emotions have kicked in Mm. so like it's past 10 yesterday morning I was like I've had a full day we have had five breakdowns you know two poos two meals that have already gone to shit and I'm ready to put you to bed and it's only half past 10 like fuck my life (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um speaking of like you know games and activities and you know stuff that you do with him what do you do with him because I'm at a stage now with Isla I feel like she's sort of starting to outgrow like just the toys they're like singular toys and I feel like I need to bring in a little bit more like interactive activities maybe educational activities for her but literally like I don't know what to do with her so hard I'm on a um Facebook group that I was on from pre-Aussie like it was um, a hypnobirthing one and um they like there's a mum in there and she's so lovely but she's amazing I think she used to be a a nursery nurse and she does all these gorgeous activities with her little boy and I'm just like I can't and the thing is though every time I've tried he just has no interest like and Mm. it's so much work setting them up and then he's just like just not it all over and fucks off and I'm like no I'm just I always say I'm not a Pinterest mom but uh, what do we do now we I mean he's obsessed with trains and he's obsessed with his I hate I hate saying it but he's a very gender stereotype types little boy not by us by himself he loves cars loves trains loves anything that moves so he actually and I'm really surprised I thought it was older but um Brio you know like the wooden train tracks oh yeah he loves that we uh, we have to make at least one track every day um activity wise do I do anything I'd love to say I do but we don't he's sort of ish playing with his toys (laughs) a little bit more I love that that makes that makes me feel so good sometimes I see people doing like I don't know like some sort of like at Christmas like fake snow interactive like (sighs) yeah loads again loads of people on this Facebook group who you know amazing that they did it well done for you but I was just like no and also now he goes to Charminders I'm like that's what they're for Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
people. So I'm not arts and crafty at all. Like I'm horrendous drawer. And so like, I'm like, yeah, you can do painting over there. They gave for for Christmas, they gave him a a couple of little Play-Doh things. So we've done that a little bit. But again, they do the Play-Doh. They do all that because I'm like, no, because last time I tried to make us Christmas cards for all our family. I tried to do handprints. He literally, I got everything ready, changed his clothes. He was in old clothes, put everything on the table, got the paints out, got this out, got that. I think I managed to do like two handprints. And then he was like, absolutely not. Get off my hands. I was like, okay, do you want to do some painting? Painted for about 30 seconds, you know, mainly over the uh, uh, mat I'd put out, not the thing. And then went, finished. <laughs> and I was like, that was about three minutes. It's so enraging. I'm literally, sometimes I'm like, I'd literally, I'd rather pay someone to pay with to play with my child. Like, it's so bad. And I feel so awful saying that and feeling like that. But it's true. So I literally, I don't know what to do. And sometimes I try and do stuff and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking bored. I don't, I genuinely, I don't understand. I mean, thank God that they exist. But I don't understand how people do this for a living. I think I really thought, again, because I used to go into nurseries, I teach drama and things. I assumed I'd be amazing at this kind of thing and it would just come really naturally to me. And I think once they get a bit older and they're starting to do make-believe and stuff like that, maybe, but um, yeah, at the moment when they're just, their games don't make any sense to you and they just want to chuck, I don't know about you, but Ozzy's just started oh, chucking things everything. in and out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah i i am there is an amazing instagram account um oh what's she called she's called like the play something but she's basically almost like an expert in kids play and encouraging kids of kids and adults to play mm-hmm. and um yeah she's she's really amazing and she's great at like sort of acknowledging that we don't all love playing but here's some weight here's some like handy tips i'm finding um also difficult sort of and now i'm getting a little bit better with this but i used to try and work when I had Isla and now I'm realizing that it's just not possible but I used to try and do like a few emails and things like that and then I found that actually I really need to sort of compartmentalize a little bit better when I'm with her I'm with her so that I'm also not like mentally distracted I can really like have a bit more quality time and then when she's you know at childminding I can that's my work time do you know what I mean but I used to try because of this pressure that I think I obviously just put on myself I used to want to try to just always work yeah and I think you're used to it aren't you before mm-hmm. before you have a child where there was no it was unless you were literally on some sort of holiday or annual leave you weren't around in the day and not working mm-hmm. so even though you're looking after a child and but you know sometimes you're sort of sat on the floor with them and you 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 sort of get that itch of like I should be doing something else yeah so I think it's that's really hard to sometimes get I think especially as if you're self-employed mm-hmm. you know every minute is precious to mm-hmm. you sort of thing so I mean Ozzy's always been a full-on child <laughs> bless him so I can just about do some maybe a quick Instagram post maybe an email but yeah for the most part I've always had to wait until he's gone to sleep and then I've worked which I think was good but then when it was when I had no childcare and it was literally all day with him and then two three hours in the evening of work it just got so draining yeah you mentioned earlier that you were that you had gone to therapy and then were still going to therapy I can ask about it do you think that was do you did you feel the need to go again because of having Ozzy or not because of having Ozzy because that sounds like we're putting it on him and bless him (laughs) his fault is it he's just been born he just wants to be loved (laughs) but did you feel like that was you know for you as a mom you were sort of just needing a little bit of support yeah definitely I started therapy just coincidentally as the lockdowns happened Mm -hmm. so they were all over zoom so I did like 
pretty much until I, I think it's about four weeks before I gave birth, had sort of continuous therapy, which was amazing. And I'm so glad I, I sort of started it when I did and everything. So I worked through so many things. So I've sort of suffered from anxiety my whole life. I've been in and out of depression, all those kind of things. So I sort of worked a lot on myself. And then obviously, you know, my therapist at the time was like, we do not advise you have therapy with a newborn. You're going to be having no sleep. We cannot work on your emotions at this point. That's really interesting that they say that because... I feel like if anything, there might be like the ideal time to to get that extra support and get that help. Yeah, I think it's I think because she wasn't she was very much like, obviously, if you need help, if you're because I was throughout the whole thing, I was very worried I was going to get postpartum depression because mm-hmm. if you already have um, issues, you know, you're more prone, more likely to get it and those kind of things. And she was very much like, I am here for you if you want me to. And I can guide you. You know, she's like, I'm not a postpartum depression expert. So I would guide you to someone who would be. But she was like, because I was sort of in a better place at that point, she was like, I think this is a good time for us to leave it. Um, Also, because the kind of, um, so I've got some PTSD, because my youngest sister has um, a personality disorder that caused a lot of trauma in our lives. So I sort of, the kind of therapy I was doing was quite um, deep and invasive invasive is sort of the only word I could think of so to bring that up whilst you've got all the hormones and the sleep deprivation of having a newborn she was like no 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 yeah that's a a disaster waiting to happen (laughs) so um so yeah so I stopped for quite a while and then the anxious thoughts were there again a bit more and I was sort of you know the reality of being a parent had been a even more of a shock than Mm -hmm. I think you can ever prepare for Mm -hmm. and whilst I had done a lot of work it, trig- it unearthed lots of other things that you know maybe hadn't been such an issue before I was a mum and now there's different things going on in your life and things that weren't a trigger or weren't annoying before weren't anxiety that's what I'm looking for weren't anxiety adducing before suddenly they've got this new trigger that is making that much trickier and so um yeah I'm so lucky that we have private health insurance so I was able to go back and um work through that again and that's been yeah so amazing and oh I'm so passionate about therapy and I just wish it was so much more accessible oh yeah same I think I genuinely believe that we could all do with being in therapy actually I have a friend of mine she's in she's doing her master's to become a child psychotherapist and in my head I'm thinking as if that's a thing you know what I mean goes to show how much trauma to a certain extent and anxieties and just doubt we put on our children and if only we all had the ability to go see someone and try and work it out for ourselves first and then so that we don't put it on our kids because inevitably even though we don't mean to inevitably we're going to put our shit on our children yeah and I think that's a real that's a real hard thing that I struggle now to get my head around in some ways once you have therapy and understanding how basically your childhood makes up how you are going to react to things in the future in some ways I get a bit like oh I can't do that like it does add to that need to feel perfect sometimes I think as a mom but mm-hmm. I remember actually my old therapist saying everyone fucks up their children in some way you know most don't mean to but it's going to happen that is sadly the circle of life and you know I, I sort of have to remind myself that as long as I'm doing my best for him that is you know all I can do really 
some random saying that you know something I once said off the wall will probably be something he stick that sticks with him forever but I didn't mean it in that way whatever so it's is it's a real big it's like I'm so grateful I did therapy but yeah sometimes I'm a bit like I wish I didn't know all this now (laughs) yeah it's a funny it's a funny thing I'm the same because I also believe that I don't know tell me what you think of this concept that sometimes I believe as good as it is that I feel that anxiety and depression and you know mental health issues are really at the forefront of our conversations now I think that's a phenomenal thing but I sometimes I can't help but feel that it might also um encourage it a little bit I know what you mean there's that whole thing of if you wallow too much are you actually like if you if you almost acknowledge your depression too much and I was actually talking to my therapist Kazali about this last night because he was sort of asking me oh what's your like signs for if you're going into a low mood and I was like I don't really have many like you know some people I feel like you can really tell when they're going off a sort of ledge I was like, I don't really have any, like, I'm sort of, I'm one of these people, if I'm around people, I'm just, I just, like me, I just keep upbeat. And he was like, well, to be fair, there's nothing, that's probably the best thing you can do, because you don't want to be, you know, the more you wallow in your depression, the more you're going to be depressed. So it's, it is, it's, I think, finding that right line of like, talking about it all, but not, I guess, not almost encouraging it, feeding it, isn't it? It's not feeding it. And it's, yeah. Exactly. Sometimes I ask myself, are we, are we feeding it? I think feeding is a much better word than encouraging, uh, because I'm exactly the same. Sometimes I notice myself go into, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a drop in morale. And I need to be really mindful because I think it's good to acknowledge it and give myself the time. Okay, I, I just need to be sad. I need to feel this sadness and that's yeah. okay. But then when am I just self-sabotaging? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's the self-sabotage. When am I just, <laughs> you don't want to say using it as an excuse, but when am I just like feeding it? When am I just being like, yeah, really low and I think in some ways bizarrely parenthood helps with that because you don't get as much chance to wallow but then I think sometimes it does breed that because you're isolated much more it's yes whilst before you could I could just be like I just need to go and see people be around people get distracted whilst you can't just call up someone at the drop of the hat you know on a Tuesday at 2 p.m because they'll be at work and you it's going to take you until 4 p.m to get you both ready and out of the house and then it's oh wait no now he's going to have to go back for dinner and <laughs> so it, yeah it's just it's like a double-edged sword of that yeah you can keep yourself distracted and busy but also it can also make you feel incredibly isolated which for me then makes me worse so it's it's such a fine line I yeah it. I agree that sometimes uh, being a parent actually helps feed it a little bit and I mean that in the mm-hmm. sense that for example sometimes I do feel like and I feel a little bit of shame admitting this but sometimes I do feel like I it's not so blame is a bit too strong of a word but for lack of a better word sometimes there's a chance that I might blame the fact that my business isn't where I want it to be on the fact that I'm a mum and I'm busy and I've got eyelets so I haven't got the time but you know at what point do we just need to give ourselves a kick up the bum and say you need to make the time to make shit happen if you really want it yeah it's such yeah and I find that such a hard line with the business mm-hmm. I get and I, I literally go from one end to the other with it. I'll be like, bury my head in the sand, bury my head in the sand. I'm, I'm too busy. And then I go to the other end and get completely frustrated. Yeah. And ashamed that my business isn't doing well. Well, you know, plenty of people have three kids and mm-hmm. volunteer and have a business and they're doing this, that and the other. And like, and then reach my partner and be like, can you chill the fuck out? You like doing the best you can. And I like, I haven't found that happy medium of like, okay, I'm working hard on this, but also I'm not going to beat myself up every time. 
things can slow down a little bit. Yeah, but I wonder, so is, there, is there such a thing as a happy medium? And sometimes I wonder if actually those peaks and troughs are the medium. Yeah. And you're right. That's the thing. There isn't, is there? Life, life is life. And in life and in business, you're going to have highs in it and you're going to have lows. And it's it's getting better accepting them, isn't it? Same as with parenting, isn't it? You're going to have bits where you're sailing through it and then you're going to have bits where you're like, I love you, but I despise this at the moment. This is awful. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I can't fucking stand you. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Have you have you set yourself any resolutions? So actually, I'm not a big fan of the word resolutions because I find that it puts a lot of pressure to do things like immediately. And George has come up with a really good way of wording it. He has asked me now, what would you like to discover in 2023? Because I feel like I think it's such a good way of wording it because it feels a bit more open, like there's a bit more opportunity. So I'm going to word it like that for you. What are some of the discoveries that you'd like to, yeah, to see in 2023, whether for you um, as a person, in your business, as a mom, in your relationship? Because, oh, my God, isn't that testing on a relationship, having a kid? Fuck me. I love that. What would you like to discover? I'd love to say I've been really thinking about it, but I've very much been on the fuck resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, New Year, New Me, and I'm like, fuck off, New Year, same old bullshit, you. Exactly. exactly. And I'm one of those, you know, I think you said it actually on a podcast or on your stories, you said about in January and February, you refuse to like, Done. No. do like dry Jan, all those things. And I've literally always said the exact same thing. When people are like, I'm not eating chocolate, I'm not drinking, I'm not this, that. And I'm like, it is January. It is the worst month of the year. It is cold. I am poor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. why are you trying to deprive me of alcohol and chocolate no yeah like that's the only things i want to do i want to drink gin wrapped in a blanket eating the leftover cho- christmas chocolates i refuse to acknowledge anything else <laughs> amen and i think like the weather's so gloomy and i don't know about you but i find that that actually really affects me and i don't always notice that it affects me and then all of a sudden march comes and the sun comes out and i'm like whoa i'm happy again <laughs> Yeah, I'm exactly the same. But yes, I do want to think of these discoveries. What do I want to discover? I want to discover putting the business more on the map in our in my area and actually sort of having, I want this to be my first full year where I feel like I, the business isn't just sort of <laughs> sort of running away from me mm-hmm. in a good slash bad way sometimes. And I'm just sort of frantically keeping it afloat. Yeah. You know, I want, I want to feel like I've got it under control. Um, yeah, so I'd love to manifest a, and discover a business that is making more profit. Yes, <laughs> but, I fucking love that for you, girl, by the way. And I second this. I second this. We're going to make millions by the end of 2023. <laughs> um, and I think I, I want to... I want to discover something that me and Ozzy do together that is our special time. I don't know what that is yet. I don't know if it's a class. Maybe something that's not a class. I think something that we do independently, whether it's a place we go or, you know, an activity. I'd love to pretend it'll be something active, but I'm outside of dance and yoga and Pilates. I'm not active and I don't think Ozzy's quite ready for Pilates yet. So... um, So um, I want there to be something that is our truly like little special moment. I love that so much. Um, And if it's okay, I'm going to steal that and add it to my list. (laughs) Because 
I think it's so true. Sometimes we're just so used to being with our kids all the time that it's, you know, we need, it's quantity over quality. And I do think that we need to have quality moments and almost build traditions together that's special just just us not even necessarily with our partner just us and our children exactly it probably always feels tough because like you said you know we are the essentially the main caregivers mm-hmm. so i see obviously far more than reese does but you know again it's quantity it's quality over quantity like yeah i see him all the time but i am trying to do the housework i'm trying to run a business i'm trying to wrestle him into clothes <laughs> mm-hmm. you know whatever it is and so i think it'd just be nice if yeah if even if it's you know we find a local playground that we always go to or you know something find an activity I've suddenly become a Pinterest mum and we find an activity that we love together (laughs) but um yeah I just think that'll be I'd love that I think we've sort of got it a little bit but I it's basically me making sure I'm not distracted by 3,000 other things oh yeah it's so hard though it's so easy and I find I don't know about you sometimes I can't tell if I'm anxious to go out with Isla or admittedly, sometimes I'm a little bit lazy, not lazy, but it's so much effort. It's so much effort to go out. And sometimes I just can't face all of the things that we need to do to just leave the house, let alone the fear that it might go wrong when we're outside of the house. And I'm, you know, I might forget something that she might need. And it's just, it's all so much. So sometimes I find that I do get into a little bit too much of a routine staying in the house, especially, you know, this time of year, but then I get a little bit of cabin fever. I get distracted by things that we need to do in the house and it all just feels, oh, it all just feels like a lot. In some ways I've been lucky in that Aussie has always, right from a tiny baby, been a get me out of this house woman kind mm. of kid. Um, but I've found, because it's winter, I've sort of been resisting that. I think we got into, I got not into a bad habit. We were just literally unwell. So we didn't leave the, the house for three weeks, basically. And because he was unwell, he was okay with that. Mm. So I sort of got into this habit of, oh, I don't actually have to leave the house every day because, and deal with the trauma of getting us out of the house. <laughs> I do find though, I mean, unless it's raining and, you know, we're soaking wet and there's mud everywhere because we've been in a field or in the forest or whatever, I do find that it always makes me feel better, actually. Oh, God, yeah, every time. That's what, yeah, I I was out all the time when he was tiny. I was out more then than I am now. I think because one, they're easier. They're not trying to run away from you. But also, yeah, I just, I would go mad if I was in the house all day. And I, and again, I do now as well, but you don't notice because you've got 3,000 things going on in the house and then, and then you get out of the house and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm actually better now. And you're like, oh, why did I resist this for so long? It's so true though. It's such a funny thing. Um, You resist going out, but then as soon as you go out, you feel... You feel a million times better. Yeah, it's so strange. Um, What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've had to learn or overcome since having Ozzy, since being a mum? Probably being out of control. Mm. You know, classic anxiety, uh, anxious person. I want to be in control at all times. And from the moment you're pregnant, you're not. Mm -hmm. You've got, you know, there's there's another life, life inside you that's literally dictating how you feel you know what you want to eat even all those kind of things when you're going to give birth and then yeah like how much you're going to sleep everything is to an extent out of your control and that has been a big big lesson and an amazing lesson in some ways for me it's it's something I I needed to learn and I needed to be able to accept more that I'm not in control um and it's not something I've mastered at all yet I still fight it very often but I think 
trying to learn that you can't always control everything and you're not going to be able to control the outcome Ooh. of everything. You know, he's been an awful sleeper. And early on, I actually had to, I had sort of a crisis when he was really young. And then I was like, I just have to accept this is going to be how it is. Mm-hmm. And I, if he doesn't want to go to sleep on anything but me, I'm just going to have to accept that. And I'm going to have to just enjoy these cuddles whilst I can. And I'm not going to have control over this for a while. Yeah. And um, that was a big, big sort of lesson for me, I think. Yeah. What What are some of the things that you do to help you sort of surrender control, I guess, for yourself when you get into those moments of feeling out of control and perhaps a little bit anxious and just, you know, heightened in emotion? What 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 do you do to calm yourself? I think now it's I'm now much more able to realize that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Whilst pre-therapy, pre-everything, I would just be like, I'm anxious. And I'd have no idea. I, you know, I could just say that I'm anxious. I, I feel anxious and I don't know why. And it's taken, you know, right, right. You feel out of control. Okay. Is there anything about this we can change? Sometimes there is. Yes. You know, and that can help. If not, it's okay. Oh, I'm trying to think for an example, you know, okay. So last night I was really anxious actually when we got back because Ozzy had been snacking all afternoon and I knew dinner time was going to be a nightmare. Oh. And I was like, okay, I'm really, I was like, oh, I'm really, really anxious. And Reese went, oh, why do you think you're anxious? I said, I think I'm dreading dinner time. Mm. And I guess this is, is, maybe some people would say it was avoidance, but he said, well, then don't do it. I'm here. Go and sit in the other room and just have a moment yourself. He said, like, you don't have stairs. And before I would have gone, no, I feel bad. I'll come in. I'll do it. And I guess that was almost me fighting that, you know, I want to, I want to take the control back. I want to be in charge of dinner so it goes well. But even though I know me being in charge of it isn't going to necessarily make it go well. And I guess it's me accepting, okay, no, I do feel out of control. So why don't I just completely relinquish control here and let someone else deal with it? And um, that was, and that was joyful. Yeah, I think that's really good because I personally, I don't think it's avoidance because I do think sometimes it's easier to relinquish control completely than feel like you have control, but you don't really have control, but you're trying to tell yourself that you are in control, but you're not at all. And you're you're sort of umming and ahhing and you're in between you're on the fence you don't know what to do yeah and you're like you're in the end you're fighting control against a toddler Mm -hmm. and they don't know they're doing that and you're never you know obviously you do have to sometimes win against a toddler but it's a it's a losing battle no one's going to win from that so yeah you sort of just have to accept and I think it's when he was small and with things like sleep it was very much just reminding myself that everything passes Mm. and I had to sort of reframe everything in that okay you know this is really tough right now but it will pass or do you know what one day he's going to be really big and you're not going to have these tiny coddles anymore so it's it's all those kind of thing it's definitely like being able to acknowledge it and then reframe it is sort of what I've been working on at the moment yeah I think um I really resonate with that as well because I used to get really frustrated when Isla took a really long time to get to sleep because we fall asleep with her like in the spare bed she's got a spare bed in her room and then we transition her potentially not the best way to do it but it's how we're doing it and we're happy with it so that's the way we do it and I used to get really frustrated like oh my gosh been here 20 minutes half an hour 45 minutes an hour and then now I'm so much better but agreed it took a lot of time to just relinquish like it's okay one day like you say one day I won't have this opportunity to cuddle her to sleep she's not going to want to be with me and I'm going to wish that I'd enjoyed it so if I can try to just be with her 
hold her. Yeah, exactly. And God, don't be wrong, it's so hard sometimes. Yeah, it's just that I find it's just complete. You have to constantly work on it and constantly reframe stuff, I think, to mm-hmm. try and work on that. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it just, yeah, sends you yeah. loopy. What, um, what is something, so actually a few episodes ago, it was an episode with my sister. We spoke about like a mummy PDF. She was like, yeah. why, why, isn't, why doesn't a mummy PDF exist? And so I'm actually starting to put together a couple of bits that I wish I had known and that people are like, oh my gosh, I wish I had known this. What is something you wish you'd known and you're like, why did no one tell me this? And you think I should include in the mommy PDF? Oh my God, I love my best friend is 20 weeks pregnant and I'm literally trying to hold back on just spewing information at her all the time because it's so hard because you just want to, you suddenly, and like she she calls me her guru and I'm like, I am no guru, trust me. But like, because obviously, you know, I've literally just come through that baby stage mm-hmm. as well. Ish, fresh there still. Um, I've got two. One's really stupid. I just remembered I said to her yesterday, get leggings with with feet attached because baby socks are stupid. Uh, yes they just <laughs> fall off yeah leggings when they're tiny leggings with feet attached will change your life so much better um and then one that I I felt like I knew again I did a hypnobirthing before so I felt I was quite clued up on labor and all those kind of things but nowhere did anyone warn me that you could slash would violently shake get the shakes or the shivers post birth and it freaked me out and actually I got mine in labor as well but freaked me out so much because I thought I was going I was having a fit or losing my mind or something I'd I'd heard about afterbirth pains I'd heard about the sweats I'd heard about everything else but physically shaking and I know not everyone does but for me was something that I really got and um to the point where I couldn't hold Ozzy when I first had him because I was shaking so much I was too scared to hold him so um I and I and then um someone or somewhere else shared about it and it is a thing that it is a thing that can happen I haven't haven't said this to my friend yet because I don't want to scare her because it's I think that's a really hard line with all these things you like don't want to put them in a fearful place but you also want to make sure they know they're prepared for these things that's interesting and I'm not gonna lie personally I've not heard of it yeah exactly and it was I don't know if it's I had an epidural and I don't know if because I had that that sort of partly did it and so I don't know if it's all people who've just had that maybe get it or but I think some people it can just be an adrenaline adrenaline reaction as well from you know literally losing all that adrenaline from your body so yeah 100% I'm not surprised when you think about it it's so true your body is just working overtime that hormone you know just swoosh in the body is just unbelievable adrenaline oxytocin cortisol and everything and yeah when you think about it it's actually it's not surprising but it's interesting because I hadn't heard of it either and I like to think that I was quite clued up on everything you know birth oriented yeah definitely yeah I was like you know probably annoyingly smug yeah me too (laughs) but you know I was (laughs) felt like I, I sort of knew it all and then it was like oh what the hell is this so yeah it's like one of those really random things but it was the first almost the first shock to motherhood I had Mm. is oh my god what is going on with my body I, and, and you know it freaked me out I was like I can't hold my baby my brand new baby I can't hold oh, yeah no that's interesting thanks for that I'm um I'm gonna write them down and then I'm hoping to just like create a pdf and then people can just download it and have it just to like help each other out because my god I'm lost <laughs> okay I have one more question if well not really a question before we go is there anything that is there anything that you would like to leave us with or perhaps you have any words of wisdom for other moms or any 
comforting words or tips or just anything whatever pops into your brain is absolutely perfect um just accept the help and ask for the bloody help Mm. don't try don't try to be the martyr because it just the only person it backfires on is you you know accept it or you can and in those first few weeks when everyone wants wants to be around my goodness just go to bed when you can everyone says that and you don't do it but you you will look back with longing at all those times yeah (laughs) you could have gone to sleep um so yeah I mean I say this I'm rubbish at doing it but yeah ask the ask for help when you can I'm very much work in progress on that one I'm still really bad at it but this is so hard it's so hard well you don't seem to be bad at it you are you know you are getting help in areas that you feel like you need help no it's so true good for you I think I'm trying to be better at acknowledging where I'm doing well instead of always being like you should have done that better you should have done this different okay but but there was one thing I did really well let's let's accept that let's focus on that and let's embrace that as well yeah don't be a martyr because yeah it only backfires on you thank you um hopefully hopefully everyone feels better yeah. <laughs> listening to me my uh, despairing of my uh, child's lack of sleep <laughs> no it's perfect thank you so so much thanks for having me yeah i'm sending you lots of love and um and i'll speak to you soon, see you, see you bye bye